Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas, and I'm drinking with two of my favorite people on the planet, Frank down in Austin. Frank, how are you? We've had better days, Brian. Okay. But I'm well, doing all right. Frank is on He's on our watch list. We had to call him, check in on him a couple times today. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but until then, uh, Willem in Tulsa, in the pitch black of Tulsa right now. Apparently, they're going well, through some power outages. I don't know what the hell is going on. Rationing is what it is. Willem, how are you? I'm doing well, and it's not... I just like my room dark. What do you want um, from me? D- there's a difference between dark and... <laughs> well, hey, like, I was going to say. You're, <laughs> Willem is broadcasting from the Anne Frank closet. Like yeah, I, I was I was more gonna go from the uh, you know the Sooner Trail up there. Like, you guys just discovered Indian land you really really want, and you're just staking out the <laughs> four corners that are absurdly large and not yours at all. Yeah, it's, I think they call that the colonizing. Um, <laughs> I think all three of us are tired tonight, huh? Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had a long day. My first alarm went off at two fifty this morning. So, yeah, so what what in the hell did you need to do that you had to get up that early? Uh, I had to go capture our delivery team members in action as they start oh. their day. And there's oh. only one way to do that is to be out there. Is getting up. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so, fair enough. Fair enough. Did you uh, get off early? Yeah. I went home at noon because that was that my was eight a hours. long day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's hilarious to think that 10 years ago, uh, that's what I was doing. I was getting up every morning that early and functioning yeah, bro and you made it yes look, looks like we made it look how far we've come you know that's right totally um speaking of looking how far we've come um we have we have uh we've we've taken some turns uh we started taking drink recommendations from tiktok this week okay so so that was impromptu yeah um has anybody tried the uh, the Gator Troy Smola creation? The yeah. Gator is what you're referring to, which is yeah. uh, about eighty percent Modelo and twenty percent lemon lime Gatorade. And okay, but that just sounds like a, a it's a right It's right here, my guy. Uh, it's not bad. Got to be honest with you. Okay. It tastes like um like a watered down a watered down limerita, but with like no sugar. Or like okay. really low sugar. So I got the regular Gatorade. I also got the zero sugar Gatorade to see if there was a difference. Um, but yeah, I think I think the mixture once you get it dialed in, be pretty good. Uh, I got it. I I in my advanced age nowadays, um, as we mentioned, you know, early on in this podcast, sometimes carbonation gets a little too filling, gets a little too much from my tummy tum, fills you up quick. Um, Modelo is one of those that'll fill me up quick if I'm not careful. So pouring this bad boy into a cup and then killing the carbonation with, uh, with some Gatorade, pretty solid choice for long-term drinking, you know, and Villem, I gotta be honest. We talked about this as we were starting to record. Okay. There is not enough salt to really like offset the sweetness, you know? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's like um, the electrolyte salt is not the same as like you know rimming salt or whatever. Right. Right. That's fair. Uh, and I think that might be might have thrown me off because I was looking forward to that like kind of kick of salt. But, you know, you you should just add some salt in and. Yeah, you know. and then I feel like we're just like you know, on a cocktail is what we're making at that point. True, true. Have you ever seen people do that? Just like dump some like table salt into their beer. Oh yeah, cerveza uh, specifically. Yeah, but how many how many people do that as as a joke? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I will say this because I think TikTok is just a joke. Like, no, no, most I of mean, like, like, at like oh, my table. Some... No, I was gonna say, <laughs> oh, that's odd. Yeah, I mean, they make they make beer salts, <laughs> like salt that you add to beer. But yeah, it's weird. Uh, I will at say, my table at the Mexican restaurant, I've seen someone just like take the shaker and you know, hand on at the top of the. Mm-mm. Those people are anyway. they're menace. Those are menaces. Is who those are. Um, if you want, pro tip here: if you want to take a good photo of a nice heady beer. Um, mm-hmm. And the beer's gone a little flat. Add some table salt to it. It won't be able to. It probably won't taste very good when you drink it, but it will <laughs> definitely kick the carbonation back up because you create a bunch of nucleation points in the beer, and oh. it'll have a nice thick head that'll pop up and probably overflow out of a near full glass. So just beware, but that'll happen. That's, That's how the pros do it, y'all. Notice I didn't say us pros. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I know my place. Well. Are yeah, y'all fair enough? Are y'all drinking anything this evening? I know we're all a little yeah. like we're beside the weather. We're not under the weather, but we're beside the weather in various. Yeah, we're right beside it. Well, Minneapolis just got like nineteen in- inches of snow, and they predicted twenty four, and people are up in arms that they didn't get twenty four. Like they're like, "Oh, you guys shut down stuff," and I got like nineteen, and you know, you were saying like twenty eight. It's just absurdity. Right? A lot of people just have no idea how weather forecasting works. And as Willem can attest, Frank knows a lot about it. Well, um, I, I mean, obviously. Right now, it's your local forecast on the Weather Channel. This is Frank's like sleeping music as a child. <laughs> what yep. is this? This is the Weather Channel. like... Music bed. Oh, it's the music bed. Well, okay, so I'm going to be leaving for for, uh, L.A. tomorrow, so I'll give you Los Angeles. Um, It's going to be in the 50s and pouring rain the entire time that I'm there. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, Frank waited until the last minute to book hotels, which you should also always do. They give much better specials for hotels at the uh, the last minute. Tonight or whatever. Um. Yeah, I didn't use hotel tonight, but you can. Uh, they also have good deals. Any case, um, West Hollywood is our destination, so we'll WeHo. be staying like right by the. Uh, I guess WeHo, mm-hmm. uh, right by the uh, Man Chinese Theater, and maybe go see a movie. Just you know, just have a parents' weekend about two thousand miles away from <laughs> our house. That's good. That's it <laughs> happens with a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people do that. Um, be sure because you're well. It's going to be pouring down rain, so it might be difficult. But you should go down uh, to that area to uh, get your picture taken with like Spider Man and shit. You know when they're out on the, the sidewalk. Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right there. Yeah, we're you right. Should, we're right there too. Yeah. You should uh, like get your picture taken with Marilyn Monroe or uh, Tiger King. You know something real relevant. So, so uh, I was thinking maybe there's a, a Brian picture 
uh, out there, but we'll see. I swear to man, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. It's gonna be I know great. It's coming. It's gonna be great. But property, yeah, so, the sanitation of West Hollywood uh, is gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be wearing that name badge. I feel like. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. Villem, are you drinking anything this evening? I mean, I, I literally yeah. can't see anything about you, so you are really a man of mystery at this point. Oh, did you hear my child? I did hear that. Okay, I feel like I'm in a horror movie now. <laughs> this is Claire terrifying. Color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm drinking this beer. Uh-huh. This beer that is just, ladies and gentlemen, listening Looks at like home. Looks like beer. It's beer in a glass. It is. It just, is. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Wow. This is great. Where'd you get that? That is amazing. At Any, the beer store. Anywhere USA. And he apparently has grown another <laughs> hand. He's grown another hand because I saw a second light just pop in. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you got to flash it across the camera for a little chaos. Lens flare. Right. That's good. Uh, it's a it's a Welltown beer. It is something that I don't remember anything about other than it's a tall boy. It comes in a four-pack. That's a very long title for a beer. Uh It comes in a four-pack. It's got a lion on it. Uh, Let's call it Lion's Head. Great. Welltown Lion's Head sounds great. Here's my question. Did Did Welltown name themselves after like a bad dad joke about Oklahoma City? No, dude. Well town, like uh, yeah. oil well. Yeah, right? it's it's well town, but there's okay city, you know, and there's there's no. all, you're right, you're right. There's no. all That's right. Way Berg. too much of a stretch. No, they're they're also their logo Tulsa. is an oil rig. They're in Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa, Tulsa is the has oil capital of the world. No, you're the oil headquarter capital of the world. Your oil wells are nowhere near that town. I know, yeah. but they used to be, and we used to be. The no, they didn't used to be. They're they've sh- never, they've never been. Yeah, they were in Glenpool. That's pretty close. Yeah. Glen. Okay. First off, <laughs> <laughs> the Glenpool. Sorry, they called First it the off, Glenpool back then. Not even just that. The amount of oil pumped out of those wells don't even qualify as the capital of the world. They um, did back then, though. Villain. That's like. Back when, when they were pumping like tw- when two gallons of oil a year. Pennsylvania had oil slicks in lakes, and they were like, oh, ah. yeah, we can turn that into. Uh, yeah. No, I Joke's mean, on you because now Ohio has those oil slicks in creeks, in underground water supplies, <laughs> in your toilet at home. So, Full boom. <laughs> Full circle. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, fair enough. We could all claim to have at one point. What I'm saying is sustaining. Tulsa is the they're the the management of oil capital of of Oklahoma with you know Oklahoma City being there too but long term the oil's been not there mm. it's you know it's mm. just what it is um wow. wow it's it's painful to hear frank well actually uh the explanations for like no i, I mean well is, is, is it's a it's a good throwback name but let's not mistake ourselves Welltown is probably i don't know fucking mid um uh, what's it middleton texas mid- midtown texas what's midland the, midland midland texas <laughs> middle yeah if 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 if, if Welltown brewing was located in uh midland texas nobody would question it Permian, yeah, the Permian Basin. Mm-hmm. Or if 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 they were out out of uh, Three Rivers, right? That's the Eagleford. Bam, yeah, they're bitch. out of Tulsa. Yeah, sure, but then you can't be. <laughs> you, 
I can't I, be claiming it. Yeah, Frank <laughs> wants to rename them to Swell Town because Tulsa is such a swell town. Yeah, that's his. Remember, hey, hey, what's the tabbouleh situation in Tulsa? Can we get a tabbouleh update? Do you want a review? Yeah, do we have any new tabbouleh reviews? I've been thinking a lot about oh, this lately. Oh man, did I, I had a good tabbouleh recently? Didn't I know, I? I know you did. Good old frontness town in the world. There's always a good tabbouleh to be found in Tulsa. I don't know what to tell that's you. That's what they say. Hey, you know, the next thing you're going to tell me is that they make kraut that's out of oh, this world. St. Patrick's Day is lit. <laughs> Not cut it. Crowd deli has this really Lambruscos. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a not very rustic tabbouleh no, that that's... they serve. You don't you don't name you don't name a restaurant after shitty sweet red wine, and you make fucking tabbouleh. <laughs> Lambrusco oh, what's this is one? a shitty red wine. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. Lambrusco oh. is terrible. Check out my new restaurant called Moscato. Uh, yeah, Moscato. No, Lambrusco Diasti. isn't even really wine. It's just a mixture of sweet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, anything, it's absolutely terrible. Anything you can buy it's... in a jug form, and that's the smallest <laughs> available quantity. Yeah, so you've had you've had uh, uh, what's it, Sam, uh, Santa Maria Rosa? Uh huh. That's a yeah. They have Lambrusco. Oh, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> reunite no i'm sure i'm sure it's a good deli it's just oh dude that looks the lambrusco wine is so so fucking terrible it's just oh shit is that a reuben oh fucking love a reuben sandwich glenn's are good y'all glenn's glenn pool i bet the uh sauerkraut from the sauerkraut capital of uh whatever tulsa wants to be um, is of the lower Midwest on that on that Ruben. <laughs> Shut up! You're so, embarrassing us. Brian, with the fucking okay. crowd callouts. Glen- Glenpool calls itself the town that made Tulsa famous. Oh well, you now you should be offended by that. Can't argue with bullshit. that. I'm not at all. They didn't make Tulsa famous. That's Black Wall Street. No, hold on. Black Wall Street played a huge role in making Tulsa a scene. Yeah, but there wouldn't be a Black Wall Street if there no, wasn't they, for the Glenpool, apparently. They burned it down. Yeah, Glenpool yes, burned it down out of jealousy. Did, but I mean, Black Wall Street attracted so much business. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this Glenpool definitely, Dude. you know, I mean, finding oil will always do something. That's like when you go to Houston and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Spindle Top was. 50 miles that way and you're like okay spindle top for sure played the biggest role in oil in the history of america but you don't call that the oil capital of the world (laughs) lambruscos is all over the map y'all they got pork schnitzel they got swedish meatballs they got roasted salmon house chicken pick pick a lane look at that cutie lane She just spit out. No trying to burp. She's trying to burp. Yeah. She's not having it's it. It's all right. It's all right. You got this. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh man, I had I had something I was going to say with the Tabooli. Lambrisco, but in any case, um, oh no, this is what I was going to say. So I've got a quick uh, quick hitter review on um, brewery. The hell! I sent you the info, Brian. You yeah, I think, know. I think we've, yeah, I, I'm reading you your mind know. actively. Main, mainline, midline, <laughs> midland, <No>. midland, uh, <laughs> Permian Odessa Brewing Company. <laughs> they see. call them the deep well. 
You said uh, the deep well. You said meanwhile, meanwhile brewing. Meanwhile, meanwhile. Um, so huge facility uh, for for a brewery that I mean, I'd imagine they've been around for two years, maybe. Um, absolutely gorgeous uh, tasting room. Big time outside space for kids. They've got play uh, playscapes. They've got a couple food trucks. Uh, they have a stage for uh, bands to perform. Absolutely, like in Austin, facility wise, the best. Um, I think beer wise, great names, great names. Uh, Gift of Gab, Dry Air Stout, love that. Disco in yeah, the Panic I, Room. I think. I think beer wise, I might prefer St. Elmo. Well, yeah, that's fine. But the names here, Hunky Dory, fantastic. Uh, love it. Love this. They, I mean, they have a, a Czech style dark lager. Yes, dear. Yeah, I'm right here. Hey, hon. Hey, I think you, Frank, um, you have the wrong microphone turned on. Oh, he, <laughs> he can't hear. He took his headphones off. I'm going to go ahead and mute him before oh. we hear part of that conversation that we can't unhear hun, I, am, uh, I can't oh girl there we go you got are it. not muted hun. got him <laughs> i got muted. him i <laughs> muted him yeah no it's fine but now we know that frank has been on the wrong microphone this entire time it's good um anyway yeah meanwhile it does look pretty delish um i was i there was some new brewery that i was going to try oh it wasn't a new brewery i was going to try out it was uh, Jester King. I had their, uh, I found their beers last week in cans. Didn't know that Jester King was canning their beers. I guess I've been JK. out of the... JK. Been Jokes out of the, on them. Right, right. Thank you, thank you. Um, I need a laugh track. Should I... Making a note for myself to add a laugh track to the soundboard. Um, <laughs> the uh, Jester King cans, I had the Petit Prince which was absolutely delicious. Um, Frank, this would be a good time to tell you that you're on the wrong microphone. Um, I had to mute you manually, so you're going to have to unmute yourself and then uh, check that input source. You know what I mean, my guy? Um, anyway, so yeah, just King in cans. I also found some badass stout from them in a can, so looking forward to trying that eventually. It'll be tasty. Still not it, my dude. I got uh, a little brewery news over here too when you guys have a minute. Keep going. Better? Yeah. Better? There no. we go. There we go. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Anyway, uh, what's your brewery news? Uh, sorry, we're doing a little uh, IT work there live. Turn Cabin Bees. You guys know them? Cabin Boy? Bees. Bees. I hate that. I hate <laughs> that. That's fucking terrible. Don't ever. Well, don't that's, ever. They're, they're quite good. I think that's the place that kicks you out if you fall asleep. Wow! No, that's wow! It's like every brewery. Yeah, I was gonna say any Frank place is the one that kicks you out. <laughs> any place. Well, Frank took us to I mean, that. Frankly, fucking... by law, that probably is the case. Frank, Frank is the one who took us to a bar that kicks you out if you talk. So <laughs> hey, hey, hey! It's oh, called the Burf Castle. That. Damn, I forgot about that shit. They prefer if you whispered. Except if you work there, then you can fucking gab as loud as you want. No, Brian. they weren't gabbing. They were whispering, Brian. You oh, just didn't you, have a lower octave. Can you do the thing, Brian, where you mute and unmute? I'm getting that echo bullshit again. I, okay. There. That's all you have to do. I'm sure it's good now. Now you can probably just unmute again. They're fine. Um, 
Fuck. No, nope, didn't work. It's almost worse. Uh, <laughs> no, my cabin boys news is that they put Mrs. Stoutfire on the menu. As okay, is it is it um, a multicolored galaxies of uppers and downers in one bowl? <laughs> no, it's not. It's just a stout, but it's a it's like a toasted. The one is. I think it's jalapeno or something that's in there, but then the other one that they have is like toasted coconut. Anyway, it's $11 for a six-ounce pour. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. So it really does Fuck make around. you feel like you're back in your hate, hate Asbury days. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How, what's the AVV on that thing? I think it's pretty high. I want to say it's like 13% or something. Three and a half percent. Yeah, I was going to say, it's you know, a coffee Your style. normal dog walking seltzer. <laughs> Eleven dollars. Oh yeah, Yeah. let me just take the dogs out, hit up the slide at the local park. I'll be back. Yeah, I did not get it. I need to get it. Six ounce pour for that much, though. Come on now, like stout with arbol chilies. Sorry, not. Yeah, but okay. Hold on, hold on. Wait, are they using Madagascar vanilla beans too? Exactly. You know they are. Tahitian vanilla. I Jesus. Did you not see... Sh- t- talking about ridiculous prices. Don't say Nazi, Brian. Sorry. Not now. I, not, not, not now. Not yeah, now. It's, it's sorry. I, I'm it is go ahead February and, 23rd after all. I'm going to go ahead and cancel myself, guys. I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, no. Delete. Uh, I showed... I took a picture of the Anchorage prices at uh, the bottle shop here in Dallas. I don't, Willem, did you see the prices per like 375 milliliter corked and caged bottle? Uh, for the Mrs. Stoutfire? No, 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 no. The pictures that I sent from, oh God. You see what? Shush, I was talking about it. Where did you send it up here? Willem, we've changed topics. Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> the echoes the echoes really bad he's just hearing yeah, it's, different it's words gone away now <laughs> no it's a no it, i they're, didn't they're, see this where did you send it this? was over on telegram last friday um oh fuck but dude, it was a week ago okay but it was absolutely about ridiculous. a week ago week ago it was the the ridiculousness of it was uh there were 78 dollars a bottle holy god oh we talked about i, I want to say we actually talked about this no no on Telegram, what? we did. On tele- yeah, on the gram, we oh, did. Oh, maybe I remember from that then. Uh, the echo That's is so insane. bad, it's echoing his Telegram. <laughs> no, it's messenger. not echoing anymore. Did this you get very one? crystal clear. Did you get one, Brad? Did I get... No, I didn't get one. What do you... So, so, so oh, but like also... work or something? No. No. Let's, let's, let's quickly, you know, declare that Frank, when Tabor was a small app with a couple hundred folks in Texas that were like, actually probably ordering from it i happen to be able to get several i don't know brian how many anchorages did we open uh, it was a lot it was, it was like yeah, a, a variety too and they would send them as like variety packs and single bottles that like a three-pack variety pack would cost you it's like 35 40 bucks and i was like Man, that's quite a bit but it's you know barrel aged stouts and whatnot and from anchorage alaska i was like oh yeah man 12 bucks a bottle whatever it's not a single okay and the other part that also hit me was they were doing collabs with firestone walker which 
I respect. So it's like, okay, so they respect them. I respect them because they respect them. You know, like, um, right. So you buy these things and Tavor was still having them. They would buy the whole allocation and then they would sell it through the app because Anchorage has what, like five people. Apparently seven of them can't drink. So, um, when, when you, when you bought them, you were like, okay, you know, a little premium for shipping, whatever, 12, 15 bucks a bottle, not a problem. $70 for that. Nah. Yo, there no, is on I, I and I, I I think you would attest. I will attest. They make some of the greatest stouts out there. There is no fucking way a single one of those things are worth more than twenty bucks a bottle. Period. Well, End of story. Get out of here. There's one on CraftShack.com right now that you can pick up today. It is on sale. Regular one hundred and thirty dollars. One hundred one hundred thirty ninety nine. Dude, uh, I had dip, deep discount to eighty six ninety nine. Uh, ready for this? This uh, the description: aged in bourbon barrels for a mix of one and two years, finished on a ridiculous amount of. Wait, you sh- guessed share it. your screen real quick. I bet I've, I, I bet I own this one. Hold on, uh, ri- on a ridiculous, a ridiculous amount of you guessed it, Madagascar vanilla beans. Because yep. why? What else are you gonna fucking age them on? Why wouldn't you? Um and. Uh, oh, and toasted and raw coconut, 15.5% still tastes yep. like a waffle yes, cone yes, filled sir. with bourbon-soaked German chocolate cake then drizzled with burnt caramel. Okay, Brian. Yeah. This I owned. Um, my wife and I opened it because my she, wife. she was like, oh, yeah, I know, German chocolate cake, sweet. I had to. Um, That's I asinine. cannot tell you how vanilla this is. Well, it and can't be just, creme brulee because that's you have it's let not. It it's more? not. Should you've let it? No. Age more? Yeah, we we've had this. This oh, is I'm a sorry, 2016. Brian, is that a stupid question? Well, no. I say that because I, I say should have let it age more because it's already been aging for one to two years. Yeah, but I think ah. it's also it was like 2017 when I got this. Um, it was a good beer, but let me tell you, if you're paying eighty seven dollars for this get the fuck out of here like no, that's the deep discount it's at 130 130 <laughs> yeah yeah they have I one paid, for this bottle i paid 25 dollars. i know that because i can go back in my tivur history that's what i paid for it it was a limited release of two 275 well the most i'll ever pay for a bottle of beer is like ten dollars that to me is like steep well, like 40 bucks, 80 bucks, $130. So, so wait, 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 you've wait. lost your fucking mind. Uh, uh, so, Anchorage Brewing, at the point when I was buying their beer through Tavor, was tiny. Um, yeah. So, they made these beers specifically to raise money to expand distribution, expand the beer, expand the knowledge. So, I was like, yeah. okay, you know, good, good thing. Like, they wrote the whole story in Tavur. They're like, we're a small family operated brewery. We're in Alaska. We don't have enough distribution up here to sustain it, et cetera, et cetera. This is an absolute bastardization of that message. Like, yeah. I, $87 for that beer. There is not a, I don't think there's an Anchorage beer that these people are selling that I have not owned. Or had I, I ordered so much of this brewery's beer that I'm I'm for sure the IPAs had it. The Porter had that one with the blue. Doomed, yep, had it. No sleep, yep. That was the one that was actually Brian's favorite. 
Um, let's see what else they have it's here. Insane to me. I spent 40 bucks on a dogfish head four pack once without expecting it. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it was like, damn it. But you, so I think, okay, so my wife's most hated statement is it's all relative because obviously life is relative. But in the case of like beer and, and wine and, spirits it sometimes has you know a relative rate of return to folks i don't mind supporting smaller producers um, smaller breweries smaller distilleries even though they might be like charging a a premium right for their bottles so um yeah in in distilleries it's it's a rather large premium but it it has to be a, it has to be reasonable. It has to be good. The product has to be good. Yeah. But, you know, long term, you would expect that they maintain some price sensibility. Like the fact that Anchorage is out here, I mean, I'm like 80 sure. bucks for a bottle. I mean, it's like there's only so much. It's 375 milliliters and it's beer. And but it's it's just also like it's not worth that. Like these right. eleven five star reviews, I've had that beer. I I, I I'm, I'm pretty sure I had ordered two three packs of this exact thing. Um, not not so. This was part of a series. First off, it was not an individual release. Um. I'm fairly certain I had two three packs, one for me, one that Brian and I would share, and this specific one rated as the worst of the three. And at eighty-seven bucks, no thanks. Like I you mean, can in general, a- like beer. What beer? How much? I mean, think so, about what you can get for a ninety-dollar ticket to something like a really good concert or something. How, sure. There's no beer that is good enough that could deliver that same amount of value for nine. So, like fuck so, that. I could I could think of a liquor, a three hundred seventy-five no, milliliter bottle of liquor that I would pay eighty bucks for before I would. But even I, I think that's where. But that's where you need to draw the the relationship, right? Like some folks enjoy beer at that level. Like for me, the maximum that I would pay for like a. a uh, relatively exclusive beer and mind you when i was buying this shit through tavor it was not exclusive anybody could have gotten anchorage yeah um those beers they sat you could you could buy them on the app for days um at that point man like would i ever expect it to be 90 or 100 and some odd dollar no but would i have paid 30 and taken the you know taking the ride yeah like the lottery ticket for 30 bucks is worth it uh you know like at worst 30 bucks you know i got a bad bottle of wine i got a bad bottle of beer i got a bad bottle of whiskey you know it's just kind of like what it is you 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 take that gamble at the liquor store or the grocery store with other things like that um at 86 bucks they're 
I don't know, 11 five-star reviews. There's a lot of people convincing themselves that this is way better than what it actually is. It's just, yeah. If you if you search out exclusivity and you want to be convinced that it's good and exclusive, you're going to convince yourself pretty easily. It just is the way. Yeah. I mean, look at look oh. at Louis Vuitton. Look at look at uh, Tiffany. Look at all those things, right? It's like it's all reachable, but is it really exclusive? When every every well, and what's like, the point of buying something just because you think it's exclusive? Like that is so dumb. That defeats the purpose of everything. Yeah, but and it's I also get it. I get it more in the case of like sneakers than in a fucking consumable. Like what? But it's human nature, right? Like. It, the yeah so sneakers um i would say beer too um it's more art beer just has an expiration date um if you're talking about yeah which, which like, because it has an expiration date it puts a like a cap to me on exactly how much it could possibly be worth yeah like uh, a huge doesn't. yeah yeah no i understand I just get frustrated with like, and I don't, I don't know that it is human nature to just like, I mean, it is human nature to want to be ex like, you know, you desire exclusivity. I, that is true. But a lot of times we're like talked into like, oh, you should really want this. Cause like not a lot of people can have it. It's like, oh, but it's like beer. Like, <laughs> It's no matter what you do to it. It's just, it's beer. Like, okay. You made one bottle. Fine. It's still just beer. Yeah, my I mean, homebrew. It's... Here's my homebrew. There's only five bottles of my homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're so, individually numbered. <laughs> you know, we we need to bring Brian back because he made he made a homebrew. Speaking of, um, I think he probably still has the recipe somewhere. Yeah. He called it the Road Racer IPA, and it exploded every bottle. Um, when he opened it, because it was over sugar, I think the candied sugar that he put in at the end was too much. But my word, that was such a good beer, and I, I don't think he would admit to it being that good of a beer. Um, yeah, and it, it, the other one was like the Magic Jack. He had two of them that were just like, if he opened it, it had to be outside. And you definitely should have, you know, probably done it on the grass, not your patio. Um, but he, he 100%, like, some of his experiments were incredible, and he needs to repeat them because they were, they were very good beers. Hell, yeah. Brian Misk is a good home brewer. Uh, He's a good home brewer. Yeah. I've heard some horror stories of, uh, what what is it called when you – when you like, God damn it! When they ferment in the bottle to like, oh carbonate. yeah, when they, they just—it's uh, pitching too much, uh, and they'll explode. I've heard like sugar. How dangerous yeah, they, it can be. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It, uh, man. So, I think I've mentioned it before, but the uh, prairie. Uh, Golden Ale? I think it was called the Golden Ale. I th they probably still make it, but there was a, a period where Prairie was still doing their old bottling method, but trying to go global. Yeah. 
and you bought this prairie golden and it honestly you could open it uh not shaken on the shelf it could have been sitting there forever um warm as you know the, yeah. the room temperature not an issue open that thing and it would fountain spout like just carbonation it was the worst the absolute worst um just was was never uh was never gonna be um a decent beer so in any case with that being said we uh I, I guess maybe Brian is going to come back. We'll see. He'll eventually. Um, yeah, we'll record until then. Um, so if you haven't heard Brian, it's because he stepped away. He said BRB at this point, I think it's 11 minutes ago, just about. Um, which is fine. I think uh, he had something urgent to attend to. Um, but what. Are you I drinking wanna... a beer? Sorry. Yeah, I... I've got an electric jellyfish. Um, nice. Which, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, overpriced, but every once in a while, I'm like, you know, it's worth a four-pack. I get that. I have those beers, too. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, HEB got to lower their price, and everybody else stayed at, like, 19 bucks. HEB's at 17 now. Hmm. It's really odd. I don't really know what kind of deal they... The dates are good still? Yeah, no, it's. I don't think there's a jellyfish in this town that wasn't brewed like four days ago. Wow. Yeah, this is this is the ninth of Feb. <laughs> I mean, come on now, like, what are we talking about? Fourteen days? That's nuts. You don't get beer that fresh. Yeah, that's that's like from the tap room, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, so what what I was going to bring up today is, um. In general, right? So, so, <laughs> okay. So, so, a little bit of a story. Uh, Barcelona played Man United today. It did not go well. And I'm a person who needs a person to vent to about this stuff, right? Like, I don't need to have you understand how crazy this is. I just need to be able to say this is fucking nuts. And this. This formation didn't work. I don't understand why this guy was playing there. I don't understand why he thought it was okay to run into that channel when this guy was passing the ball, whatever, whatever. I just need my thoughts ex like expounded out of my head, right? So um, normally what I do is I, I don't know, either say it very loudly and very uh, colorfully, um, while the game is happening or I do that and go on my team's Reddit. I don't join the, you know, the R soccer thread because that, that will go South. Um, <laughs> I'll just start paying attention, not to the game, but um, no. So, so um, today was kind of a, a weird day because it was one of the biggest days for Barcelona in, quite some time, at least two and a bit years. Uh, we were playing Man United, had a chance to go to the quarterfinals of the um, European, uh, uh, not Champions League, but the European Cup. And um, the Europa League. 
And uh, the the conundrum that I was faced with is I had to um, go to the airport and uh, pick up my mother-in-law, who was wonderful, but, uh, you know, came at 2, 2 p.m. and kickoff was 2, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to go to the airport early, and surely, you know, she's going to have to get bags and whatnot, and this all did happen. But it is very difficult to welcome family and also like like be a fan be a of dick sports while this is going on right like yeah. so it's like and I wasn't I wasn't but I did have the game you know broadcast in the car as I was driving home and then when I got home I put it on TV but those last 10 minutes uh I was uh uh, call it a rabid lunatic. Yeah, that's um, I, I just can't do it, man. Like, it's sports. Sports to me are both like the most beautiful, like, expression of human nature known to man, and also the most frustrating thing. And I think the fandom is also one of the most beautiful expressions known to man. Right? It's like. You have this commitment to this, like, intimate thing that matters to you due to the performances of, you know, what essentially, I guess, becomes your teammates in this, like, competition, right? It's like, yeah, we're just cheering on, you know, this, this extension of us that, we support, et cetera, et cetera. So I fully admit it's crazy, but I fully commit to it. Willem knows. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I love it. I just fucking love it. And I cannot get enough of it. It's like, it's the most beautiful thing. But um, today was, was not a good day, but it really like, when I thought back on it and I saw, you know, the, uh, I, I don't know, for some reason on my YouTube, they brought up the um, songs by uh, a South African artist. His name is uh, Roby Vessels, and he, he sings a lot of songs about um, Springboks. And he brought up this, like, song about, you know, the history of the Springboks and whatnot. And I remember every single World Cup we've won, what I did, what we did after the World Cup, what we, like every single one i remember it and it's like barcelona is the same way so i can't not feel that every single time i watch them play you know like it's it's i I don't know man sports are just my my message is thank you sports like i just love competition and how it it marks moments in my life whether we win or lose it's just eternal and competition will be eternal and i fucking love it i just love it i love it frank i have a good friend who is a man united fan his name is sager and probably he, had a great time today yeah he's yeah life. but he feels just like you about supporting his team though like it's very much we and like us and you know yeah so i mean i think you guys would connect on that even though you don't root for, for the same team. He roots for in a terrible team. <laughs> no, well, who, would, who, who would root for that bastard club? Yeah. 
someone who is very much like you. I don't fucking know. I'm just kidding. No, it's like, I know, I'm kidding too. <laughs> it's like every who wins it when you explicitly call out that you're kidding. Though I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, but now, but so so, so I th- I think um, the beauty in the whole bit is competition, right? It's like appreciating that these are level playing fields to an extent. Obviously, the financial side is different, but you're seeing folks who have committed their whole life to this bit and you're not just because you're strong doesn't mean you're better. Like, I think that's my frustration that I always have had with just American football period, not, not baseball, not tennis, not soccer, not hockey. American football is just brute like derangement kind of to an extent um i hate that they they like so many people categorize it as a gladiatorial sport it's like americans love that bit about it so dumb um and but on the field it becomes that because of the nature of you know what is celebrated in the sport yeah and and i guess it's it's indescribable how different it is to a sport like rugby because people are like oh yeah the rugby just looks like a fucking you know beat down brawl it's not like when you understand how that tackle feels and how um you know a person coming at you full speed but then holding up at the last minute because they already have you and then they roll you to the ground respectfully etc cetera, etc cetera. it might look bad but it could have been way worse um you know, there's there's like components of rugby that is just risk avoidance. It's risk preparedness, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's it's Frank is in it for the competition and the love of the passion of the folks doing it at the highest level. And I respect it so much. And I just I I I fucking love it. I just love it. So it's, who who is like a real scrubby team club that could vote Bright, for? Brighton. You would love Brighton. Brighton. You, you are a Brighton supporter. Yes, for sure. <laughs> just straight up I am that. All right. No, no, no. It, 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 no. So 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 A, I'm I'm thinking about something that's accessible that you can watch that's truly scrubby, that has um phenomenal management and they 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 exude you know like working class um we're here to rough up the prem but we're not gonna you know blow the bank doing it and we're also not gonna sell out ourselves yes we're gonna keep the core values of the club intact I was gonna say spend five hundred million pounds and I was gonna say Everton window. Everton's another good one. Yeah, but they just they just got the money, man. Like Yeah, but it's a good time to find somebody to root for when they're when they're finding themselves because just because you have money doesn't mean you're gonna be successful. And that's true. trust me. It's coming from deep close experience uh but everton everton is a great club but they're about to be relegated so i i would yeah maybe maybe that is your way in villain everton's a good club 
Everton's going to be fucking fighting. If 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 not, so you've you've really got three, okay? Everton, Brighton, Southampton. I would go Brighton because they're very well run. Um, Southampton and and uh, Everton should be much better than they are. Um, okay. Choose between the three. It's. I I, I don't want to, you know, sell the, um, sell the farm. But there there are few few things that are as comparable to international rugby or, you know, rugby World Cup, cricket World Cup, soccer World Cup, than European football. There's just not much to compare it to. I mean, Real Madrid beat the absolute living hell out of Liverpool on Tuesday, and the world was a better still, place for it. Honestly, it's still with it, with it for sure. Yeah. Um, even though I do not like Real Madrid, but I hate Liverpool even more. Yep. Um, the the level of passion that the fans bring and. It's equivalent to to those uh, those those matchups. It's it's fantastic. Like it's just it's it's absolutely fantastic. I like the sound of this working class. Yeah, uh, those are three working class clubs. They are okay, all three, three of them. Okay, all three of them are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, did y'all talk about? Fucking Ryan Reynolds and old. Uh, uh, yeah, but Wrexham is difficult to follow. So, yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was so I fucking hate Ryan Reynolds. Don't know why. There's just no no rhyme reason. I just fucking hate the man. Really do. There's no reason. <laughs> One of the many reasons. No, I'm adding that to the list. Um, I hate it. I hate him. I love. So Rob. you're not about his like mobile phone service. Oh. Hates it. Hates no, it. I hate hate that more than I hate him. Honestly. Um, <laughs> then, then you look at uh, fucking like what they're do, what they've done for uh, club football in England. Actually, kind of cool. Like it, it's there's nothing else like it. They're literally pouring money into it. They've they've but like the right way. They've got fans pumped for it. They've got they're building fans across the you know across the pond. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Um, so that part is 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 awesome. But like, God, damn, I fucking hate Ryan Reynolds. I fucking hate Ryan Reynolds. I really do. But if that leads to more people, you know, the sport growing in the states, that'd be pretty sweet. I I, I am down with that. Um, speaking of the sport growing in the states, Frank, have you seen? <clears throat> you may have talked about it while I, while I stepped out. Have you seen Major League Rugby? Yes, love it. Uh, so um, it, 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 sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask like, what, what the hell is that? I saw it pop up on my social ads, uh, about three days ago. A little different, right? No. Oh, they they play, they play rugby union. Um, okay. So here's, let me set the scene. Um, here's 1940. No, no. The U S hosts the 2027 rugby world cup. Right. I mean, right. Most people don't know that, but yes. Okay. Um, yes. Sorry. They, they, they do, um, which is a, it's a massive risk that rugby is, is throwing at this market. Um, it, we risk not having anybody 
in the stands or having one of the greatest World Cups ever? Well, they also okay. don't they don't they typically follow the soccer World Cup like the year following the soccer World Cup? They utilize those stadiums and the infrastructure. Of, it, it depends on um, who who's playing. I mean, I guess like if China hosts a world a soccer World Cup, then there wouldn't, there wouldn't be yeah, going there. Yeah, okay. I get yeah. that. So so, um, it's a massive risk for rugby to do that in 2027. Rugby is a very underdeveloped game in the U.S. Um, the style of rugby currently, the U.S. is ranked 20th in the world. Um, so between now and 2027, there's got to be. There doesn't have to be. Obviously, the U.S. can get blown out and whatever. Um, but the marketing of rugby has to really pick up in this country for the, the host nation to not embarrass themselves. Um, I know I will be at any game that South Africa is playing in this country in the year 2027, God willing, I'm alive. I will be there. Yes. Okay. Like I will be one of the proudest people in the stadium because I obviously, um, wait, are you, are you South African? Happen to be. Holy um, shit. Holy so, so, yeah, you motherfucking sapper. Um, so, uh, yeah, no doubt about it. Like, for, Frank will make it work. Uh, but if, if the U.S. is to host a World Cup successfully, not only can they not host it in, you know, like, FC Dallas stadium, they're going to have to sell it to cotton bowl. And uh, I think they'll probably have it at fucking AT&T stadium and be just fine at Jerry okay. world. Fair enough. But I'm saying like this event, boo not indoor, boo. all the Americans currently are focusing on the 2026 soccer world cup. Yeah. That will be easy. The rugby world cup is going to be, um, a real test. So I, I believe. So let me it's ask be this. A real test. So the MLR, hate that name by the way, but Major yeah. League Rugby. You said <laughs> why? Why do you hate that name? More. Sorry. I, I got. I got. Yeah. I got. I got sidetracked. So MLR. So you said it's. It, it, I'm. I'm still learning rugby. I'm. I'm learning all the rugby that I. I currently have. Um, from this podcast and World Cup Rugby 1995 that I have as an emulator from the Sega Dreamcast sure. or Us. Sega uh, like Game Genie or whatever. So uh, Union is that that's eleven man squad, right? Yeah, but it's more the rules than the the squad size. All, okay. all rugby is eleven, well, except for sevens. Which no, sorry, sorry. What am I talking about? Uh, all rugby is fifteen. Oh, cricket's eleven. Okay. Yeah. learning some new shit so 15 15 man aside. squad uh yeah. and what are the difference between union rules and oh you don't even want to know There's, okay don't worry about don't cool. worry about league this is union okay that's good i'll just i'll shut the fuck up that's good no uh <laughs> i mean no, league, league, <laughs> league is like uh league is like playing flag football versus football oh yeah. well i mean honestly watching sevens in the olympics what eight years ago or whenever it was highly yeah. exciting um from what Not i learned from what i learned of after watching that 
Not like rugby at all. It's more like no, it's like it, playing touch football. I was gonna say it's like yeah, but like with the speed and laissez-faire attitude of NFL blitz. Um, yes, but without yes. the hardcore like throwing, tackling, yes. and shit. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it okay. Is. So 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 the game started at Union. Uh huh. Tulsa Union. Tulsa Union. It's that's why oh, Tulsa really? <laughs> Tulsa is known as the rugby to bully and oil capitals of the world and chutney and chutney, chutney. Don't, forget it. Yeah, don't forget it i thought it was, cr- um, I thought it was sauerkraut and sauerkraut okay, right. um so make the, a bigger sign for tulsa yeah, yeah. we gotta start a branding campaign <laughs> um so so uh union is what it, many people would call you know I don't know, like basketball is basketball. <laughs> you know, like it's the original version of the game. Okay. Um, and then people just decided some parts of the game were unfair because fat people could succeed like okay. the ball. Now I see why I didn't scrum. I did I don't like rugby because they took the they took the fucking one sport that we could be good at and they changed the goddamn rules. <laughs> no. So bitch. so it, it, it the fat folks slow down the game. In the past, they don't anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the, they kind of removed a lot of the forward play from rugby league and 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 removed forwards kind of entirely in sevens. But um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's the real difference. Union is the true form of the game. That's what okay was invented. All right, and that's what they play in Major League Rugby. I don't even know. I don't know anything about like the teams, like what fucking cities have teams and shit. Yeah, so, hey, huge controversies have happened Love in that. the past like year and a bit. Uh, well, the Major League Rugby, uh-huh. uh, the Giltinis had. Huh? Okay, so there, there was. What now? Sounds. We're on shaky was, ground already. <laughs> There was a single owner, a single owner who had his his last name was like Gilliger uh-huh. or something. And he had the Giltinis and the Gilgronies. He owned oh, two teams. Lord. Okay. I like Gilgrony. That's a fucking bad name. I like that. So he had two names and two teams. The Austin Gilgronies and the Los Angeles Giltinis. Okay. And this dude. Um, literally outside of the fucking league structure was paying players because the dude was like a, a damn near billionaire. He was paying players and they figured it out. So they took his two teams away from him. The bastards. And just <laughs> got rid of him. So Austin used to have an MLR franchise no more because apparently our owner just could not not pay players out of pocket. Um, so oh, that's yeah, that's fucked up. MLR, MLR had some shit, but well, hey, uh, great. If if you have a franchise in your town, you should support them. It is a great time. Um, the tickets are damn near free, guys. The um, Dallas alcohol Jack- beer sales are like two bucks a beer. It's a great time. The game is fucking awesome to watch. <laughs> I will say, uh, and gonna- there's a bunch. Sorry, last pitch. There's a bunch of really talented youth. Um, that they, because of America's visa structure, if you're like proven to be super talented in a certain thing, they've been able to get New Zealand, South African, Australian youth to the U.S. with visas for citizenship because of rugby 
you're going to see U.S. rugby improve immensely over the next five years. So you, you should go watch. It's going to be a good product. Um, quick criticism. I know I shouldn't be this guy. Just going to throw this out there. Dallas Jackals. Fuck yeah. Love that name. Cool colors. No. They're this like fucking seafoam green and Did black. Did you see the Giltinis? No, they're not. They're not on here. Uh, I think they might have been relegated or something. Um, no, but they're the, no longer. They got decommissioned. The, the Dallas Jackals, their website, it got, it's a little fucked up because I can't find a schedule, um, but I found out that 2023 parking passes are now available, which is a weird thing to promote above a fucking schedule. That's all I'm going to say. Ryan, Ryan. It's all about the money. Yeah, I guess. It's all about the dim, 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 dim. Hey, but you know what? Funny. But you know what? <laughs> hey, they do have they do have one schedule, and it's promo nights where they have the I forty five feud with versus Houston. Oh, that's a good one. That's gonna go be to that sweet. Uh, okay, when, what what date? What's the date? Oh. Well, that's going to be a tough one because it was four days ago. <laughs> uh, you missed it. <laughs> hey, but coming up March 3rd uh, versus Seattle is Hispanic Heritage Night. But it's only it's it's down the road from you. They're, I don't know where they far. play. That's the thing. I'm they trying to find. They play at Dallas FC. No, they don't. Wow, Brian, you sound I'm resentful sure about Spanish Heritage Night. I know. Did you yeah. hear the disgust <laughs> in my voice? I'm, I'm going to close this. Hispanic <laughs> Heritage Night. I, know, right. I think they play at... Uh, the former or whatever. Place. No, they play at the old ballpark in Arlington. Fair enough. You should go watch. It's, uh, dude. I'm not joking. This is good sport. Like you, you would actually quite enjoy it. It's quite good. I mean, um, I'm down to down to see to see a game or two. Yeah, no, rug, rugby is cheap. It's entertaining. Fuck around with it's that. At least, know? at least as entertaining as football. Minimum. Bad rugby is a like is as good as damn near phenomenal NFL football. Not even shitting. It's oh. it's a fucking brawl, and you will if you commit to a team, enjoy it much more. Real quick, I'm gonna run through. Don't don't pull up their fucking don't pull up the website or anything. I'm gonna read to you the mascots and see if you can figure out where the fuck they play. Okay, the Free Jacks, Vegas, Frank. Indianapolis. Frank wins based on geography. It's New England. <laughs> Why the free jacks? Uh, well, free assholes. I don't know. Uh, Old Glory. Pennsylvania. Frank. Uh, oh man, Old Glory. Yeah. DC. Bing, 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 bing. Frank on the fucking head. Congratulations, <laughs> one and one. Uh, or no, I guess two, two and two, two for two. Film, yeah. you're gonna have to step your shit up. Oh, for two. Uh, the Sea Wolves. Seattle. <sighs> What'd you say? Seattle. <sighs> no, Villem, shut the fuck up. Stop <laughs> sighing into the microphone, Frank. What did you say? <laughs> Swear to God, Villem. <sighs> Seattle. God damn it. <laughs> Villem, what is your guess? <laughs> I'm hearing it every time. Dude. I know I am too. Part. I, I know am, exactly I am, what he said. I am too. Is, is a bit. What is uh? What uh? What's your guess? My guess, the Sea Wolves. I would guess Portland. It's one of the two. You no, know, you already guessed. You guessed, guessed Seattle. <laughs> I guess uh, Tacoma. No, <laughs> Jesus. <How about? laughs> 
<laughs> no, let's say Florida. Uh, Seattle is the correct answer. Bastard. Um, let's do something real fucking. How about villain? This one's for you. Uh, rugby, New York. New York. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Congratulations. Villain, <laughs> this one's for you. Oh, so now I'm the resident. This is like this is like playing. Cool. No, it's like it's like playing password. Yeah, I know. The, the game can be rigged just based on the fact that the person who lost can go first. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last one. The Hounds. <laughs> Fucking great name. Willem's first. He lost. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. I thought Winter went first. The Hounds? Yeah. Houston. Good guess. Good guess. Good guess. A little alliteration. Sports like teams that. love alliteration. I'm do. coming to find out from Frank's answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can't guess Houston. I already guessed it. No, I can't. Uh, man. Chicago? Frank, are you on the fucking website? No, I'm not. It's Chicago Hounds. All right, I'm quitting. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel I like Frank has been so he's much. been following Major League Rugby for decades I, now. I mean, I, no, honestly, <laughs> this game is rigged. I can't believe this shit. Seeking it out, but I I have watched a few games. All right. So. My apologies. There's twelve. There's twelve major league rugby teams. Frank got three out of the five. Dead I'm like AI. Yeah. I start out really fucking stupid, but I learn. <laughs> as, we, as, the data as you give increases. me the answers, I won't get it wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me again. Ask yeah. me those sea wolves again. Hit me with the sea wolves. Yeah. Now that I know it's Seattle, Seattle. God, fuck yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I think that's the part that that people really need to understand about AI. Like, yes, it can parse data, but it's only as good as the data. And folks are like freaking the fuck out about it. And there's some things that are really easy to parse, and some things that are very difficult. You know, it's true. You know, but like, it starts out now pretty relatively like this way, but but we control it. It is scary that like. Yeah, yeah. It's in, in its infancy, and it's already this like, just like fucking whoa. Yeah, but <laughs> it's know, no, but it's it's it's, like, it's fairly, it's stupidly linear at the moment. And yes, there's a lot more potential there, um, that we can choose to exploit, or we can choose to say, you know, societally it's not beneficial to do that, or if we do that, there's you know additional, um, you know, basic levels of income that should be earned by you know there should be 100 percent taxation on whatever work that thing does and there's a lot of discussions to come but we should not be scared of ai like ai will replace the most complex and least complex jobs at some point it's okay we need to My- actively you know understand what it is and not fear monger like this whole thing's like oh yeah is, is this do they have emotions no bitch it's a fucking CPU out there. My favorite is with in- a bunch of fucking code behind it that's just processing. Emo- like if you consider a CPU as like the heart to the engine, you can pick that bitch out of a computer and be like, "Fuck off!" and you won't even hear so much as a cry. Like, no, get out of here. Uh, it doesn't have emotion. Get in, out of here. In in my world, uh, I love sitting in these meetings. You know these. 
big vision meetings for the future uh, at my company. And the discussion inevitably turns to like, oh, well, wouldn't it be great if we implemented some like some AI into our writing? And like, because I write, it's what I do, uh, write corporate communications. And they're like, oh, did you see, you know, it can write a, a complex like doctoral level paper uh, just by inputting a few things and da, 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 da. Wouldn't it be great? We could just do that instead of like taking time to brainstorm uh, all these different marketing tactics and how we implement, uh, you know, written written communication into this, that, and the other thing. And inevitably, it always comes back to like, okay, do it. Do, do it. Try yeah. it. Because you still have to have somebody who knows what the fuck the, the, the input needs to be to get an output. And most of the time, it's just easier to... Put the fu- to write the shit yourself. It really is. At the, at the moment, it is. I mean, well, and even in the future, like when it is a lot more uh, streamlined and it does have like learning at the at the cellular level, it, for a lack of a better term, like individual inputs over and over again, it can learn and grow. Cool. Yeah. You still have to have somebody who's inputting that information to get an output. Uh, you know yeah, how? I th- I think- Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I think more importantly, it's it's. People need to understand what AI is good at. Yeah. Right. So AI is very good at dribbling the um, ball, shooting threes back in the late 90s, um, and marketing his shoes to where he got paid after he left the game. So you, you think <laughs> Helen Iverson, there he is. Wait, one second, though. Like, I think, I think you, you think that I, I know you said that in jest, but. Yeah you gave a rule set right and ai is very good at rule sets it's very good at input output based on you know a very clearly defined boundary that it can interpret without needing to worry about you know emotion and you know opinionated output right so ai will most likely replace um coding before it replaces writing Mm -hmm. because writing is emotionally significant coding while more complex is more binary is much more binary by definition so so people need to be careful when they interpret you know like what AI is and what it can be, AI will spit out Shakespeare in whatever format you want. It might not make any sense, or it might make somewhat sense, or it might be kind of cool, but it's not done based on anything but a series of like inputs and parameters. Um, you know, some, yeah, some parameters, but not really. Like, it's like, oh, we go out and we peruse every single Shakespeare thing within this universe. I say that, that because we've been given. I say that because I use AI in video editing every single day. And the you set parameters and let it learn, le- learn from the parameters you set. Sure. And then it does the editing but the, for but the you. Par- for the, the parameters are just, it's just your human defined boundary for analysis. Right. Right. So it's not, it's not, it doesn't need parameters. It can go analyze everything that Shakespeare has ever written. Yeah. And it will still produce something that's like kind of what you asked for. V- Villain. 
you had your hand raised. I don't want to make sure yes. that I am. Yeah, no, I just wanted to get some thoughts in. So it the way it's designed is like the way that your brain works, where it has neurons that connect in layers. And so you give it an image of, say, like, uh, whatever, let's say a door, and you're like, this is what what the training thing is, right? So you like you're training it on a data set. You're like, here are doors, so you understand what doors are. You give it a door, like Frank says, it takes that input, and then through the several layers, let's if you talk, think of like vertically, like you got one layer of neurons, and let's say they're just dots and they're vertically stacked, and then you have the next layer and they're vert- vertically stacked dots, and they're just randomly connected layer to layer let's say you have like n many layers of those and it's just like totally hooked up in a wild way right and then you tell it this is a door it's going to remember that that pattern is a door and then you're just going to keep like feeding it this stuff and eventually it's going to be able to guess like okay like that pattern is a door this pattern has like a 90 percent chance of being a door you know, so on and so forth. And that's like super simple, right? Because you just have like this limited data set. Yeah, but then you start... if you give something like that enough computing power and you give it access to all of the world's knowledge, like let's say the internet, for instance, of all time or something like that, and um, then you give it access to what we create creatively, that doesn't mean that it is creative, but it does mean that it can figure out how we define creativity, for instance, right? Or like how we understand creativity to be. And really when you think about what creativity is, it's really like a lot of what we do in life when we create is just influenced by other people, like works of the past or works of our co, you know, our, uh, um, our compadres or whatever in the current time like so i want to one what is the word i'm looking for cohorts peers cohorts uh no what is it anyway you know like people like uh, our our contemporaries there you go right uh, so like like a lot of you think you're super original with what you create and what you produce and like you're the first of your kind and but really your drawings everything a lot of what you do is influenced by the universe around you what you see what you see other people doing, what you see people did in the past. And AI does that. And so, like, I mean... A- AI can do that based on... They do that. I mean, like, like queries. Look at, there's currently lawsuits out by uh, artists who, who their work, without their permission, but it's... used to, in these, like, machines that now, but it's, like, it's produce... All artwork that looks a lot like their artwork but it's all based on queries original it's It's all all based based on what queries people asking ai to produce something so i i think i think the thing that you nailed that i think people need to understand is ai is an an amalgamate amalgamation of current human knowledge at the time it's not new. It is trying to produce new through some, um, you know, smorgasbord of what it understands to be 
um, whether you know you're producing the whole internet or interpreting the entirety of the human emotion, um, it is it is producing new based on its current understanding of society, but it will never create new. Well, what do we do though? I mean, we also just take no, what we, we know we, around we, us, and we like sometimes it's. It's very rare that someone adds like a truly creative and those are usually like very big leaps and in innovations yeah. when someone takes like a step. Yeah, but that actually th from... those are things that like matter, right? Like yeah. uh, like this we, podcast, we, we, we like live we, in patterns. We stepped out, we did something so new and innovative. <laughs> it's taken a while to catch on, but when be what it does, they'll see. Like I, I think I think AI will have a large impact on societal norm. Right, because it's like, oh yeah, Uzi Vert needs another track, blah 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 blah. But I mean, but it, it's like, how do you produce a, a like a Mozart or you know, like it's it's you you have some truly innovative minds that can shift boundaries that AI won't do. Right, and it's it's really just a different discussion of human intellect and how we you know coincide with computing intellect which is now up to a level that matters and yeah. how we make sure that we don't drop society behind because we just taught everybody in Rwanda to code and we're about to have someone coding for us that we don't have to pay. Yeah. I, right. I, so it's like AI, AI will be a monumental shift, but it's not going to be in the fact that like, um, you should be scared of it. It's actually, it, it could be very, very cool. We just need to understand how to use it. Lest we forget that we are uh, part of a generation that made that transition from uh, access to knowledge. Like, mm -hmm. like it went from like up until the you mid, can't mid quote 90s. Wikipedia. <laughs> well, up until the mid nineties, like if you didn't have access to an encyclopedia, like you were Britannica. fucked like as far yeah. as like just general knowledge you about the, you thought the Mormons are bad. Yeah. Wait until an encyclopedia Britannica salesman showed up at your doorstep. Yeah. Jesus I think Christ. The point is uh, that well, AI. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say to, to finish out that point, like we lived through that transition and what that transition yeah. did was it allowed regular people or like people who did not have access to scholarly articles and like higher levels of education, like have at their fingertips the knowledge of the world. Now what we've done recently, I mean, this was the whole idea with supercomputers in the first place was to like make giant uh, calculations happen in inst in an instant. Now we've mm -hmm. just figured out how to make those giant calculations in a better. a better by using the world's knowledge via the internet and simplifying or, you know, uh, compressing the amount of time that an average person would take to compile all this information via, via searches and like on uh, all these different sites does it automatically for us to generate something that is either usable on its own or a distilled down version of knowledge that you need in order to complete a task. Yeah, and, and if you're our age, leverage AI. Do not shun AI. You will lose that battle. Try yeah. to understand it as much as you can. It's the Lean internet. In. It's the internet. Lean in. This is not going away. Yeah. The compute power to do this shit is cheaper every day. Cloud spend over the next five years. Five years. Right. And I'm I'm deep in cloud. That's what I do. Cloud spend 
globally is $500 billion today. It is projected to be $1.7 trillion by 2027. That is all AI compute. That's like double. Three times. <laughs> it is all AI compute. Do not miss what this is. Do not be scared of it. That's the only message. I don't yep. care if you understand what we said tonight. It does not matter. Do not be scared of AI. Go learn. Go I learn. Think, go learn. Go learn. It is not scary. You've probably been using it I for think a while. Until, um, and you might not yeah, have even known it. Until AI is able to, to produce its own AI, we don't really have anything to be worried about. Right. Frankly. Yes, and, and and quite frankly, AI is limited also by DevOps and security boundaries that you could have that never be a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah they could imagine it. They could discuss it, but they will never be able to produce it. I don't. I don't mean in like the uh, literal sense. Terminator. What is yeah. that? What uh, are they called? Way? Skynet. Skynet. I, I mean more just like. It's outsourcing its own outsource creativity that take actually takes. Actual, sure. Yeah. Like, you're saying as an endpoint, that would be a point where we should really be afraid of it until then. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right. Because it, like you said, I mean, it's just taking inputs and producing outputs and the inputs, the creativity of the inputs still are dependent upon the human being interacting with and the intelligent input or whatever. So, 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 so I'll, I'll leave it with this for folks who might not have followed all of this. Um, I heard an example of this. I'll shorten it, but um, I thought it was kind of impactful. It was like AI is no different than, you know, you taking a tube of Toll House cookie batter, following the direction and putting it in the oven. And maybe at some point they tell you how to make that Toll House batter, but it's still just a recipe to get chocolate chip cookies. It's it 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 does not have the ability to today or anywhere in the near future, to be honest, um invent a new cookie. So so um there's or, no reason to be afraid. Or, it is a new search engine. It's actually a beautiful thing. And um, we should lean into it as as a very, very efficient research tool. But we should also understand that our kids need to know um, it's it's it could be detrimental to their their knowledge of society. It's not it's not necessarily um, the most intellectually stimulating way to learn about mankind. <laughs> That's true. I agree with that. Yeah. So. Well, um, I am going to hit this button right here as long as we're all good. Oh, to is go. it record? Are we finally recording? Yeah, we're going to record. Uh, you guys ready? Uh, three, two. Oh, okay. No. God, I just killed myself with that joke. That was great. God, crushed it. Hey, we did you got to save that for the end. You know that how the, is, you know how the joke things work. That was a good dad joke right at the very end. It was great. Great job. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thanks, Frank. He's patting himself on the back. Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back, my guy. <laughs> hey, hey. Let's tell you, my arthritis right in this right arm. Um, just kidding. He's oh, jacking off. <laughs> we, we know. <laughs> we know it was. Anyway, okay. So, 
Uh, thank you all for listening uh, again to this wonderful episode of Nobody Left Behind. Uh, please tell a friend. Check us out on your favorite podcast. Tell them to check us out on your favorite podcast app. Leave a review. We'd appreciate it. And um, we haven't looked at any reviews lately, so we may uh, look to see if we've picked up any new ones. And uh, yeah, I think we're at. Uh, I think we're finally at two point five reviews. No, two point five stars. Stars. Okay. We got a lot of reviews. And okay. It's just not that favorite. But might- <laughs> Jesus. Damn. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you if you if you guys leave some fun ones on there, we'll uh, maybe read yours on the air. So uh, until next time, for Brian here in North Texas, I'm out. For Villa in Tulsa, thanks for listening. Talk to you all later. Whoa, that was like a fucking headline news type shit. Uh, yeah, for Frank down in Austin, final message of the evening. Lean in. Knowledge is power. Don't get scared. People who try to scare you because of technology just don't know better. And they're always wrong. So lean in. Figure out. Learn the tech. Tech wins, tech wins, tech wins. I'm out.